ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, and sports enthusiasts from around the world. This is the podcast you have all been waiting for. Whether listening in the car, on your morning drive, or with one earbud in at the office, this is the sports show that has it all. From pro wrestling to the octagon, from the gridiron to the baseball diamond, from the pitch to the ice, it's all here. You have tuned in to Mount Sterling's most downloaded podcast that drops on Saturdays at 3 a.m. This is not your average podcast. This is From Corner to Corner. And now, here are your hosts, Sean Big Papa Kuyper, Wes Redman Crouch, Adam Big Country Muncie, and Neil Mulletman Payne. And welcome back for another episode of From Corner to Corner. I'm Sean. I'm here with Neil and Wes tonight. Fellas, I, how are you doing? I knew. I knew the four hosts were too much. Yeah. I knew we couldn't get two weeks in a row. And more basketball. That's okay. Okay. It'll first of all, soon. you don't know who Jeff Dunham is? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Ahmed okay. the Terrorist. Yes. Silence. He's great. He's great. <laughs> I get you. Okay. Because the look of dumbfoundedness you had on your face when I did that before the show was like. The way you said it, I didn't. It just didn't click. And I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. All right. I was getting worried there for a second. <laughs> so, uh, another action packed weekend of football. College football was amazing this weekend. It was, was pretty good. Was it good? I, I could not get away from the TV Saturday night. So that good, huh? It was good all day. I don't know that I could say that much uh, that as much about uh, pro. The NFL season is crap. There's some dog, ugly teams out there right now. Yes, and and the NFL seems to be pulling every possible horrible matchup for television. But it's matchups that. On paper, don't necessarily look like they're going to be bad. Like the four twenty-five prime time game, game of the week was Tampa versus Green Bay, and that was a suck fest. Yeah, I mean, if Green Bay does not fumble the ball in the end zone there in the first half, and they would have gone up twenty-one to three, the game at that point was arguably over, and I think Green Bay would have probably put up a large number, but they didn't. The tides turned. And then it was just a three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out fest until Tom Brady realized that he was Tom Brady. And, oh, it doesn't matter that I'm throwing to, you know, Ralph the valet guy, Uncle Mo with the small feet. (laughs) We talked about this. Tom Brady's got to get his head out of his rear end real quick. He's got to take Byron and just say, listen, listen, Lethwich. I'm the captain now. Well, I, I so I'm taking off over. Off the field issues. No, well, I don't necessarily think it's it's quite off the field issues. I think, and I told Sean this earlier. I think he's realizing now. I probably should have stayed because it doesn't look like he's having fun anymore. I agree with that. And and that's what we used to always say is that it looked like he was having fun. He's not having fun right now, and I think he is regretting unretiring. Yeah. Uh, I think he's probably regretting the the issues that it has caused at home. But I think more than anything, he's just realizing how hard the game of football is, and it's just not fun. I, I mean, 
given everything around him has fallen apart on the team. Right. His O-line is shambles. is in shambles. Uh, bottom third in the NFL. He's all his guys, you know, Godwin has not come back the way they thought he'd come back. Mm-hmm. He's probably got another two, maybe three weeks. They rushed him back. He shouldn't have played. I agree. Mike Evans gets suspended, so he didn't get to play with him last week. For taking up for him. Russell Gage got hurt. He finally played last week and, and looked the part. Julio got hurt. He's probably not going to come back That's the rest of the year. That's wasted money. That's wasted money. And then he's playing with superstar superstar Scotty Miller, and they got the Beasles off of the uh, waiver wire. He got signed on Tuesday or Wednesday and was active for the game on And Sunday. he has no tight end. No. Not one tight end. Cam Bam. I mean, he's got Cam Bam break. And he's not throwing it to him. And he's not throwing it to Ro- uh, uh, well, Rudolph. He's if, not throwing it if to you go uh, back Dalton. Look, if, if, if you go back and look, Brait has kind of taken that role that Gronk had had, and when he needs a play, when he needs yards, he's looking Cameron Brait's way. Then he should be throwing it to him ten times a day, a game. Well, right I, now, especially. I, I'm not sure Cameron Brait can make ten catches a game. <laughs> there but, we go. But if you look at that final drive that they made, Cameron Brait had a 25 or 30 yard catch in there, and they needed the yards big time, and he was who they went to. Brady needs to just take over. But listen. Jalen Duran, who is our kick and punt returner, yeah, we're so bad at wide receiver. He was in play, or he was in playing. Like he has no business being anything but a kick and punt returner. That's your job. But I mean, if he's a speedster, run you know running down the sideline to see if they well, can. I mean, Adam was all about him in the preseason. Yes, he was. He he had apparently had a really good preseason, but you know Tom Adam Brady says wasn't throwing everybody the ball to has any a good of the guys. Preseason. Have you all noticed that? Have you noticed that Adam Muncy? <laughs> he talked. Man, have you seen it? Hey, he's been hot this preseason. Whoop, daddy. <laughs> so here is a here is how we're going to gauge things moving forward. If Adam says they have a good preseason, we don't want to touch that guy. Adam probably is like, we're Steve Slayton. They could probably use right. him on the table you know, right now. You know, if the greatest white quarterback in West Virginia history was out there. They'll just put him in the back, you know, uh, backfield. Yeah, and it's you know it's always running a wildcat because he's an athlete, not a quarterback. Uh, then You know, speaking of those Mountaineer quarterbacks, mm-hmm. Geno Smith ended the game with a interception the other day. That's a that's a thing that runs in, through that West Virginia. But blood, I bet if it? I bet if you ask Adam, that wasn't Geno's fault. Oh no! Just like it wasn't J T uh, Daniels, Daniels' fault. J T Daniels threw for nine thousand yards. He's the reason they were in that game. That interception he threw that was a pick six. That wasn't on J T. That wasn't his fault. <laughs> no, right. I don't know where you all country roads. Right, country roads. <laughs> Take me home. Throw an interception. So. Listen, I'm telling you, I don't know where you guys got that that was JT Daniels' fault. JT Daniels is 97 times the quarterback Will Levis ever thought about being. And if Will Levis had JT Daniels' skills, he 100% would be number one on Mel Kiper's big board. I'm just telling you. Well, he's currently number four as it is, by the way. Because it's not JT Daniels. (laughs) Neil, did you morph into Adam? (laughs) (laughs) He He is officially, I think he's. What what? Adam is listening. He just quit. Actually, <laughs> he just he just quit the podcast. I'm, I'm sorry. We're down a man. So uh, open applications. We got a we got a seat. We need to fill. Oh jeez. Oh my gosh. Where do we want to go? Do we want to go into the topics? 
I think since we are crapping on Adam, why don't we just go into one of our first topics and talk about Adam's favorite quarterback? Brett Favre. Favre? Yeah. Brett Favre. Well, we got two ways to crap on um, on Adam. <laughs> yeah, we week. haven't got to your rankings yet. So, <laughs> so look, get ready. <laughs> it, it's been quietly on the news. But, like, your major sports, like Sports Center, ESPN, you know, CBS Sports, they don't want to touch this with a 10-foot pole. No. John Madden wouldn't talk about it either. So, like. I thought, hmm. He loved Brett Favre. Favre. Why, why not jump in there and talk about it? Let's talk I about mean, it. So Brett Favre has a daughter that plays volleyball at Southern Miss University. The There are text messages that somehow got leaked. You know how that is. I mean. Oh, he's been in one me, of those uh, scandals let, before. Let me tell you. Text Super Bowl messages, ring was bigger. You better be careful <laughs> right. what you send with text messages is all I can say. But he sent some text messages to the governor? Is that is that who it was, or was it a congressman? It, uh, it was a political figure. It was yeah. a politi- political figure in Mississippi right. that basically encouraged him to redirect funds from... The poor. Yeah. From the poor to pay for a new uh, volleyball facility, and and they did it, correct? They they did it, yes, <laughs> yeah, they did it. So Adam, Adam is already one of the poorest states that there is. Adam said the other day that he doesn't necessarily think Brett Favre's in the wrong in the terms of he didn't make them do that; he just suggested. Well, according to the text messages, it I mean there, there was a lot of pressure. You know, put on the Congress person. You know, and the, and the we are person. we are poking a lot of fun at Adam tonight early on, and that's just because he's not sitting in the seat and he can't defend himself. Right. But he'll be back next week, guns a blazing. I'm sure he will. But he did say something that was pretty was pretty uh, interesting. Is that Brett Favre has never been good with his money. You look at athletes like Shaquille O'Neal who probably has the first check that he ever made. Yeah. And he's been wise with it. He's invested. He's saved. He's able to live a good – he does He does um, the NBA show on TNT. He doesn't have to do that. Right. But he he wants to. He, he, he likes doing those kind of things. He does Papa John's commercials. Well, he owns a bunch of Papa John's. I think he owns the most Papa John's. Yeah. He basically is the new Papa John. Yeah. But – I say all that to say that he's he's been smart with his money. It would appear that Brett Favre not so much. That's why he has to continually do the Wranglers commercials and the Copper Gold commercials and you know uh, Muscle Milk. I don't know what all he does, but because he doesn't have any money, right? So the fact that somebody would think that. Just because he's a Hall of Famer, just because his name's Brett Favre, would have the kind of clout to contact any politician to tell them that, hey, you don't know how to spend the money the best way. Yes, homelessness is a huge issue. Yes, poverty is a huge issue. Kids going hungry is a huge issue. But you know what's more important? 
Southern Miss getting a brand new volleyball facility because my daughter, I don't know if you know this or not, is basically the Brett Favre of women's volleyball. Yeah. But he thinks he has the clout to do that. And then what does it say for your politicians that they listened? Right. How much money, honestly, how much money is that facility going to generate for the state of Mississippi? I, I, it will never make its money back. Right. Like, so it's not something that. I mean, Southern Miss isn't like the. 12-time defending volley, women's volleyball champions. I honestly, before you just now said that, I didn't even realize Southern Miss had a women's volleyball team. Yeah. Now, granted, I don't follow women's volleyball that close. I know that Kentucky has a pretty decent women's volleyball team. I know that Louisville has a pretty decent women's volleyball team. That's that's about it. <laughs> right, right. Um, well, when I first st- saw the story... My initial reaction was, well, why would he pressure the politicians into doing that? Why didn't he just donate the money? I had no idea that he had a bad money history. Right. So, you know, a lot of the guys just can't get away from TV. Right. And so you just assume that's why they're doing commercials. Now, we all know Ric Flair is doing commercials because Ric Flair has always been bad with his money. Well, and he has to pay alimony to at least seven different women, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, he has reasons, I, I suppose, why he's continually trying to be in the public eye. But you look at a guy like Brett Favre, and I know that it was a different time than what the contracts that people are making now. But I'm sure that, I mean, he wasn't playing for fifty thousand dollars, right? Like you got to figure that he made some pretty decent money during his time in the NFL. So, I, I, I don't know. Like it, it just doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. But I, I think, I mean, why do you think they're avoiding this topic? Because th- that's the bigger topic. I think it's because Brett Favre is so well liked. Yeah, and it's and and it's hard to talk about somebody that, aside from his his you know sexual photo that he sent the reporter that time when he was out of Green Bay. There really hasn't been much negative out about Brett Favre. Yeah. Insert name here. If it was someone else, the world would be going crazy. Oh, I mean, be a lot of people. I mean, Michael Vick. Yeah, they'd burn the world down. I mean, but then you on the flip side, what if it was Peyton Manning? I think they would try to keep that hush hush because he hasn't been he hasn't been you know public enemy number one. That's true. Brett Favre hasn't either. I would even say they'd make a bigger stink out of it if it was Aaron Rodgers. Oh, no doubt. People don't really like Aaron Rodgers, right? Yeah. So if it was Aaron Rodgers and his COVID toe that was trying to give money to you know Cal Berkeley's COVID toe foundation and telling them to 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 misappropriate funds to help all the covid toes <laughs> i'm trying to see how many times i can say covid toes. right but in all seriousness i i think that if it was aaron like insert green bay packer quarterback here 
I think if it was Aaron Rodgers, yeah, it's a it's it's all over every headline going. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I don't know. It, it's just it looks like it's just going to get swept right underneath the rug. But the last I read about this, like he could face legal troubles, right? Yeah, as well as the state of Mississippi, right? Yeah. I mean, the thing about it is you can't hide the fact that there's text messages doing this. Right. Which is why we've always said, like John Gruden, for example, when all that stuff came out about him when they were looking at the Washington Redskins, and that's where they found the Gruden stuff, he put that out in writing. Mm -hmm. Like, idiot? Of course (laughs) people are going to find that. Yeah. You know, and the biggest thing, or the funniest thing to me about that was, it was text messages to his brother. Yeah. Call that dude up on the phone. Yeah. You know, better yet, say, hey, Jay, why don't you come over to the house? And I'll say all the racist things I want to to you. <laughs> right. Like, right. why are you putting those things in writing? Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, he essentially ended his career. For, I mean, rightfully so. Yeah. Because you can't do those kinds of things. Yeah. But his boneheaded move, I mean, he used to do the Gruden camp and all that with the quarterbacks. Like, no, like, you're an idiot. He had a good thing going with ESPN. Should have never went back to the NFL. Yeah. He, he could not resist the urge. The true definition of an egomaniac. Yeah. He could not get out of his own way. Yeah. Well, and how many times did they ask Bill Cower to come back? And he just kept saying no, 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 because he knew what the grind was, and you know he stayed on TV. That's it, why Sean McVay at thirty six has even thought about. I mean, was fifty fifty on the fence this off season of whether yeah. he was going to do the same thing. Yeah. Speaking of Sean McVay, Wes and I had quite the discovery the other day. That dude became an NFL head coach at thirty years old. Yeah. Now 30. I know that was a long time ago for you. But where in life have we made such bad turns that we didn't have the opportunity to be an NFL head coach at 30? Right. Even there's a bunch of college coaches that start at 40. There's not very many college coaches that start at that age at a program that would be somewhat even to an NFL program. I mean, the the first two names that come to mind are Lincoln Riley and Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin was pretty young whenever he got the Tennessee job. Gotcha. And that was his first one, right? Yes. And yeah. then he went to the Raiders. Raiders. And then he went to right. USC. Nobody has ever done less and got more jobs than Lane Kiffin. Yeah, and the thing about it is is it took a stint at Alabama for him to figure out what he needed to do. Because I think the Lane Kiffin now versus have, the Lane Kiffin then, two totally different people. Lane Kiffin now works at Tennessee his first time. Yes. The Lane Kiffin now definitely works at USC. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. There's not many college coaches that fit at the NFL level. It's such a hard transition. Yeah. I mean, you know, we talked uh, the other day about Pete Carroll. But Pete Carroll was an NFL coach first. Yeah. He, he coached the Patriots before he was fired and went to USC. USC helped him become a better coach, but 
Pete Carroll was an NFL guy. Yeah. That transition is super hard. Yeah. You know, talking about, you know, getting fired and stuff, there was a coach I left off the hot seat chart last week, uh, uh, Brandon Staley at the Chargers, now one and two. I mean, got destroyed by the Jaguars this weekend. And there were people that were talking – I'm one of those people that the Chargers were kind of a dark horse Super Bowl pick. They were a trendy Super Bowl pick. Well, we all picked the Chargers to win the division. And it's still early. It is. It doesn't help with uh, Herbert being hurt. And Keenan Allen being out. Yeah. And Eckler non-existent at this point. That's well, the problem. I'm glad that you brought that up. Have you all seen, do you all remember in any that we've seen such stud running backs Basically, be non-existent. Yeah, it, uh, I mean, superstar players compared to last couple of years be non-existent this year. I mean, I make look, look at Justin Jefferson. Well, last I was two getting weeks. ready to say him. I make no bones about it. I hate fantasy football. The last two weeks have proven why I hate fantasy football. <laughs> okay, Justin Jefferson, who is arguably the number one draft pick in on everybody's fantasy football board, the could be the greatest one one of the greatest wide receivers of all time. Gets hardly no play the last two weeks. Yeah. Now is that Kirk Cousins' fault? Is that the offense's fault, or if, or is that just the way the NFL is? Because he was unstoppable against the Packers, and and the Packers have the best defense of the three teams they've played. So 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 then my question is. He is the type of player that he's going to get – he should get his at any time that he wants to. He should, yes. Because you go to the you go to the huddle, you look at Kirk Cousins, and you say, just throw me the ball. Yeah. I mean, right now, Cooper Cup is the best wide receiver in the game. And, and, and it's not even close. And he has been for I don't, five years. Yeah. So – but it's like – I don't know. Like it, it, it's so mind-boggling that you have all these players. Well, I mean, Jonathan Taylor had a good first week. He sucked the last two weeks too. I mean, it comes. Justin Jefferson only had six targets. That's not his fault. I don't think he's. They not, were I don't think he's running. Game. It's not that he's not running. I mean, don't get me wrong. Defenses are going to you know, key on key on him. They're going to shadow him. They're going to do everything possible to get. But regardless. Six targets is unacceptable. Is that six targets in two games? Just the just oh, okay. the last game. Okay. That's still unacceptable. He should have double that. Yes. He should get double-digit targets every game. Right. So I put that on Kirk Cousins, and I put that on the offense coordinator. I agree. I mean, and and, and J.J. I mean, Osborne had eight targets, five receptions, 73 yards, and a touchdown. And, and to – to that extent, you've got to think, okay, they're covering Justin Jefferson with everything they've got because the couple of th- passes that I saw K.J. Osborne catch, he was wide open, no one around him. So, I mean, there's going to be a few games that's going to be like that during the year, but but you, you just, still give him four to five to six more looks during the, during the game. But you still, it doesn't matter if you have Darrell Revis and Ty Law and 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 the honey badger over top that are double triple coverage and a guy like Justin Jefferson you tell 
I'm throwing you the ball. Yeah. You, it's your job to catch it. Yeah. So you're right. I, I mean, I know the OC has, and and the the OC has a lot to do with this. And you were one of the big proponents, Sean, that talked about how Kirk Cousins finally has an offensive minded uh, coach. Yeah. Well, you're not I mean, using your offense very. They're well. two and one, and it's ugly. And they got lucky. I mean, the Lions did what Lions do. You know, they had a big lead, and and they blew it. They, you know. They're not built to sustain yet. Yeah. They, they've got to figure out a way to close the door. Right. Now, and then with the Dalvin Cook injury, uh, we don't know how long that's going to be or how much of an impact it's going to have. Looks like he's going to put a harness on and play. Yeah, but you all know those harnesses, though. I mean, it, it, you're, not, you're not the same player. We put the harness on last year and ran for 200 yards. Well, okay. Uh, uh, I mean, so, that don't mean he will this time. Right. I've said – Wes, I, I said now that, owns him, though, is gambling on that. Yeah. Though, so. I mean, I said in the beginning of the season – when we were previewing, he needs to wear the device all the time because he's had a history of this. This has happened the last three seasons. He has a, se- a shoulder separation. You know, he he sits out maybe a game and comes back, and he's fantastic again because he puts the shoulder. Leave it on, right. for heaven's sakes, at this point. You're gonna young enough, you're going to be in the league for another three, four, five years. Leave it on. It ain't going to hurt you. If you don't mind it, he don't fumble. No. No. He fumbled during that one because it slipped out of place, and he was like, "Oh!" and dropped the ball. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, have you heard the news about LeBron James and a and Chris Paul and a group of individuals wanting to buy the Phoenix Suns? I have heard a little bit about that, but you telling me this morning was the first that I had really heard about it. Well, what what sparked? It for me was I saw that he possibly or supposedly has talked to the Lakers about being out of his contract that he just signed because he didn't know there would be an opportunity to buy the Suns. And I guess he can't play for the Lakers and own the Suns. So might be a conflict of interest. I would think so. Especially since they're both in the Western Conference. I think they're – are they both in the same division? They may even be that, yeah. So, it's – there's not a lot on it right now, but it's definitely something to watch. If you're the Lakers – There's no way you let LeBron out of his contract. I, I, w- I would I would think not. How many years has he got left? He just re-signed. He's, what, well, he got four right, years more, left, yeah. right? Yeah. I think he's got four years left. You're right. So, I uh, – I do to LeBron James what the Bucks did for Tom Brady. Yeah. And listen, you don't have to play this season. Right. But if you want not, to retire and go by the Suns, see ya. But you're gonna when you retire, you're gonna have to set the whole year like you're because I'm not just letting you out of your because that's what Tom Brady tried to do. Yeah. He tried to retire, and you know it's 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 argued that part of his reason to retire that's quotes there is so he could go to Miami. Okay, so that's that's the research we need to see is is his contract does his does his contract have the availability to get out of it, even though he signed a, a yeah. two year extension. Yeah, uh, I, I, can I he don't get think out of he it? has a uh, player option in that in that stretch. It might be the last year, but the Suns are going to be long gone by then. Yeah, somebody somebody will buy them. So. 
I don't know. It's it's something that we need to keep an eye out on, though. It's not like I said. It's a it's kind of a fresh. Uh, I mean, they could. I guess they could trade for him. But they're it's going to take an yeah, arm and a leg. Trade DeAndre Ayton. I would have I, I, I would have know. to think that Booker would probably have to be in that deal. I just don't. I mean, that's the thing. You, you don't. Booker is the Booker, click Chris Paul and LeBron as your big three on that team, and then whatever else they've got. Okay, so LeBron agreed to a two-year, ninety-seven million dollar contract extension. <laughs> Uh, that includes a player option for twenty four twenty five. So, I, I'm hmm. I'm reading I'm I'm scrolling through here, and so that's so wait a minute for twenty four twenty five. So they're getting ready to play the twenty two twenty three. So it twenty three twenty four. Okay. So I mean, so he's only there for two more years. Yes, I mean he could have he could pick up obviously. Uh, he could pick up the. Option. He could pick up third year if they third were to year. draft Bronny. Yeah. So I mean, I think that's well, that's what he wants to do. Apparently, is buy the Suns and then draft Bronny <laughs> to the Suns. Here's here's the here's my question about the whole thing. If you're a Phoenix Suns fan, do you want LeBron James to own your team? How well did owning a team? I don't know that he necessarily owned it, but how well did management work out for Michael Jordan? Well, he owns the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, still. Uh, does he still own them? Yes. Okay. How well has that worked out for him? Not real well. They've made the playoffs maybe three times since he since he's owned them. Yeah. It's because he falls in love with these players on a player level and not on a mm-hmm. a scouting level. Michael Kidd Gilchrist, yeah, uh, being one of them. Yeah, and picked you number see how, two overall. Right, number two overall. And he's you not even how, in the league now, I don't think. Or if he is, he's uh, I don't yeah. think he's in the league. I on mean, a bench. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, so I don't know. It's it's something to monitor. That, you know, kind of. I mean, but then it kind of goes back to the Los Angeles Lakers. Unless they're going to get a king's ransom in return for him, it makes no sense for them to let LeBron James out of this contract. Would LeBron just give the money to Chris Paul and Chris Paul retire and buys the Suns. Would they still allow LeBron to play at that point? And, and, just, would, and the contract maybe just buy says, into I don't it after, after he retires. But, I mean, Chris, Chris Paul's going to retire before LeBron does, I'd say. That's what I'm saying. I mean, Chris Paul retires. Now, I wonder what – I just don't see how he's going to be an owner – Slash that, player. That's what I was going to say. Like, I've, we've seen player coaches. Right. We haven't seen any in recent time. No. But there has to be some sort of checks and balances against somebody owning a team and wanting to play. Because if that wasn't the case, you figured Jerry Jones would have played long ago. <laughs> right. You know, I would think an owner player would work better than a player manager. Because your player manager person, as we saw with I Pete mean, Rose, I don't know. Can Jackie your, Moon was pretty good. <laughs> can get yourself sexy. into some big time trouble. I'm going to bet on my team. Yeah. Full of you know, an owner, you're not, you're not, you don't have any hands on the team makeup. Yes, but not in the middle of a game. Yeah. 
But I mean, then what stops you from, as the owner, the coach doing something during the timeout, and you're just like, you're fired. Right. And just firing them right there. <laughs> right. We're going to run this play. <laughs> I don't care what he says. Or it's like, I'm the interim coach or, or, at halftime. You know, you know Le- LeBron is sitting there playing, and he's got, you know, I don't know, insert center here. And Yurik or, you know, What's uh, Andrew Bynum? We'll use him. That's a name that nobody nobody cares about anymore. Church. Andrew Bynum's playing center. Andrew Bynum goofs up two trips down the floor, and LeBron looks at him and is like, "You're released." Yeah. No. And, no. And, now. And you're he would be the type of person that would do that too. LeBron yeah. sitting on the bench during Bynum, the timeout goes, uh, "I just traded you to the Hornets." <laughs> it's like Bo- Boban's walking in the door. Hold yeah. on. Yeah, here's Boban, <laughs> and, and it's like so. I mean, that also comes with its own, like, weirdness because you own the team. So it's like, that's the guy that calls the shots. Yeah. I don't I Only LeBron could come up with an idea like this. Well, it's a LeBron thing to do. I, I will say, LeBron owning a team and as smart as he's been with his money – I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, mean, I wouldn't be against it. He's always had a dream of owning a team. Yeah. I'd rather Lavar Ball own a team. No, no way. I'm just come on. <laughs> that's a bad. That's a bad. Never day. lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a bad idea. I'm yeah. telling you. I mean, great for publicity. Bad idea for the NBA. I'm just telling you. I don't know if it's good for publicity. Either. I think I would rather Lavar Ball own an NBA <laughs> franchise yeah. than LeBron James. Lamelo run the point. Lavar, I mean, um, um, Leangelo. Leangelo is a small forward. Um, one of the uh, the the last of the brothers just signed with the Hornets. It's free agent. So there's two of them at the Hornets now. Lamelo and Leangelo, yeah, I think. Right. And then Lonzo's the only one that's not Lonzo. there. Yeah, and he's not going to play this year because he's hurt. So he's always hurt. Isn't he's he? always hurt. He's always hurt. Never lost. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so main topic of the show. Georgia Tech relieved their head coach and their uh, athletic director yesterday. Jeff Bridges oh. and Jeff Daniels. It is. I a, didn't see the uh, the athletic director was let go. Yeah, it, it, it was a uh, – isn't that right? Wasn't it the athletic director? I believe so. Yeah. The chancellor said, peace. Yeah. Go kick grass. Your services are no longer needed, I believe is what they said. And uh, I, I, I guess, I mean, Georgia Tech is not exactly one of those in-the-news teams that we pay a lot of attention to. But they have one on thing anything. going for them. Actually, two things going for them. One, they play in the ACC. It's true. Two, they're in Atlanta. Yeah. Right. The, there must be some some major stuff going on. You know, with this coach and stuff, and I mean, isn't Georgia Tech the team that Ole Miss, like Lane Kiffin, stopped like running the ball and scoring on them a couple weeks ago? Yeah, because he's like, I just quit running up the score because I felt bad for that team, and for Lane Kiffin to come out and say that I stopped scoring because I felt bad for them. Yeah says all that you want to know. Because Lane Kiffin doesn't seem like the kind of guy that has the moral compass that would do something like that. Herman, run it up! <laughs> Leave no doubt. 
Bill Yost would run it up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is his name Bill? Yeah, I think so. For a second, I want to say Ned Yost, but that was the manager in baseball, wasn't it? <laughs> right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, the more I think about it, maybe their athletic director did need to go because, you know, the basketball coach is Josh Passner. He's terrible. And in 2018, he was accused of sexual assault, you know, and they still have him as a coach. Now, I mean, that that all could have been washed away, but um, there was something else that he may have gotten in trouble with. But, yeah, that, so, that's not... Not. So this is interesting, and the, the reason it's our main topic is because some big money boosters are all in on one particular candidate. Right. That candidate is the reason that Wes and I picked Florida State right. in our expansion draft that we did several weeks ago. That guy's name is Coach Prime, Deion Sanders. Uh, there's only two places that make sense for him to go. Florida State, where he played college ball. And Atlanta, aka Georgia Tech, because he played for the Falcons and he's an Atlanta guy. Yeah, and he played for the Braves too. So I mean Oh, that's right. Yeah. So we wanted to talk about this because if you are the chancellor of Georgia Tech, you get on a plane yesterday. Take the big check with you, not the checkbook, yes. not the regular check. No, like you get one of the, the publisher uh, clearinghouse, publisher clearinghouse <laughs> big yes. checks because and that's what Coach Prime wants to see. And you have Coach Prime written on it. Yeah, right. And you and it's blank. And you call Jackson State. You tell them. You tell we're going to make a donation to your football program. Right. <laughs> you tell Coach Prime that I'm coming to you know to you use a two line big checks then yeah. to use a line out of Tombstone. Tell Coach Prime I'm coming. And I'm bringing and money Fargo's with, me. with me. <laughs> right. All right, I'm bringing Coca-Cola money with me. Yeah, billionaire Ted money is coming do, with me. Do you think they hire the coach before the AD though? I think you do. You hire Coach Prime. It don't matter. No, as long as you get Coach Prime. Yeah, I mean. We've said it's considered a failure if they don't get anyone but him, right? I would think so. Like you have to hit because it seems like Mike Norvell has screwed up everybody's plans of him sucking and getting fired, so Coach Prime could go to Florida State, right? Jerk, who wants to? I mean, what, like he's trying to keep his job or something. He's got him back in the top twenty-five. Idiot! All he had to do was suck, and they'd have got rid of him. And Coach Prime could have been at Florida State. Right. Makes more sense. Yeah. Actually, I think Coach Prime at Georgia Tech might be more dangerous. I would agree because they're – well, I guess they're both in the ACC, well, but still. It automatically puts him in a recruiting battle with with you know Georgia and sure. Kirby Smart. Kirby yep. Smart's like, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> right. No. Hey, I've got a – Kirby's writing a check for Jackson State to give to <laughs> Dion. going, here, give, give him this. To actually, keep you just bump him. Actually, you know what? He's, he's on the phone with Florida State. He's like, you sure you can't fire Norvell? <laughs> like, I think you know he, what? I'll pay you the same Norvell – just come up here and I'll give you a job. We'll let him battle uh, Billy Knapper and Mario Cristobal down there in Florida. He doesn't have to come to Georgia and battle me. He's already beaten them in some battles. Well, listen, and, and you know, Coach Prime, you, we, we were talking earlier about money. He's mad right now that Division Two 
football players or FBS or whatever they call themselves can't have their names on the back of the jerseys. Or maybe Jackson State oh, yeah, is the one that. that doesn't. But anyway, he's like, how much does that cost? I'll do it. I'll pay for everybody to yeah, have their he name. Said, he said, he said, their mamas want to know who's on the field. Yeah. And their mamas can see their name on the back of that jersey. That's yeah. that's a present for the mamas. Yeah. There's no reason why we can't do that. Yeah, he's like, what does and it cost? Five dollars? I don't care. I'll pay, you know. Right. That right there is why Deion Sanders at a school like Georgia Tech is super scary. Yeah. Because he's going to have every mama oh. in the South. In the palm of his hand. Well, and you know the thing about it is, is every daddy in Atlanta grew up rooting yeah. for Deion Sanders. Yes. And they're like, son, that was my favorite player. My favorite player. In baseball. That was my favorite player in football. He played both sports. Did you know that? Here, pull up the YouTube. Let me right. show you what right. old coach my did. Kid my kid is 19 years old. Given, he's been in, he's been in college for two years. But... I could have easily had one come. Well, I mean, I've got a junior also. Don't you think if I had a really good football player and Coach Prime showed up, I'd be like, "That's where you're going to school, boy." Dude, I know exactly where this guy played. He played. He played for the Atlanta. He played for Florida State. He played for the Reds. He played for the Braves. This guy right here is the man. Yeah. And he's like, "Yeah, that's right. Look at all these chains. <laughs> you know, look at all that." But and then he he would just lay out his format, and you're like. Yes, done. No, I don't. He, don't he, speak, son. Right. You're playing for him. He's You're doing things at Jackson State that nobody else does. Listen, when he took, when he flipped on signing day, he flipped the number one recruit in the nation from Florida State to Jackson State. We said then that the game had changed. Yeah. Now some of that was nil money. Well, I love okay? the fact that when have you seen his after game speeches in the locker room? Mm-mm. So, <laughs> he'll get them in the circle, do the game ball things, get them all pumped up, and then he goes, "Hit my music!" Yeah. And then they, then they start, bum, and then they all like start dancing bum, and bum, like, bum. but it's like, "Hit my music!" He's got somebody standing there waiting to nail it. Here's what I'll tell you, and I don't know Coach Prime any more than he knows me. Okay, but I'm gonna bet that he's just the character that I think he has. Now he was, he was, he was. You know, had had the morals of an alley cat when he was when he was a youth. Okay, uh, but he seems to be a man of God. Uh, he actually found God as he was driving his Corvette, I think, off a cliff, and he said something along the lines of, "If there's a God, please save me from this wreck, and I'll believe in you." And that's basically what had happened. I'm paraphrasing, but that's essentially right. what happened. Right. I'm thinking not only does he have the cred. But he's telling mamas and daddies that I'm going to turn your boy into a man. I'm going to teach him the right things. I'm going to teach him the way to do things. And those are all the same things that Nick Saban's saying, that Kirby Smart's saying, that Dabo Sweeney's saying, that Ryan Day's saying, those are the, that Lincoln Riley's saying. But do you know what Coach Prime is that they're not? Coach Prime's an African American. That's true, and and unfortunately, you know, in the society that we live in, for some families, that's going to carry more weight. Yeah, because it's it's a man 
that understands the challenges that my son faces. Yeah, yep. especially in the metro Atlanta area. Bingo. I mean, they are in the middle of, of Atlanta. Atlanta. I mean, just right in the damn like their yeah. stadium. You can sit there and see the skyline of Atlanta. Yeah, they're I, more Atlanta than Georgia is. <laughs> oh yeah, they're probably more Atlanta than the Braves are. Pretty close. Yeah. I mean, because the Braves are starting to move on the outskirts of Atlanta. Yeah. So, but if you're Georgia Tech, I don't think there is any other options. Like, I mean, you, you, he's got to say no before you even consider anybody And I else. think he has to tell me no multiple times. Yeah. Like, he tells me no, and the next day I fly back to his house, and I'm like, so, Coach, serious now. Like, that was just a fake offer. Right. Here's my real offer. And he'll say no. Okay. And you fly back the next day. Yeah, no, I'm serious. I was just kidding. The previous You just don't make an offer. You just go down there and say, how much will it take? Which and, is, and, I, and I don't even know, and to be honest with you, it's not a money thing it's for It's not a money thing. Him. It, it's, a matter of, it's a matter of fit. Do I fit? And the fact that the AD's gone is probably a good thing. Yeah, I agree. Right? So who, uh, you go hire him and say, who do you want for your AD? Or help us. Hire the AD. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, but I think... It's changing the culture at Georgia Tech. And he is on the short list of people, in my opinion, somebody who could do that within four years, if not quicker. If if Coach Prime comes to Georgia Tech tomorrow, you're going to see an increase in their recruiting class next year. You're going to see an increase in players who transfer to Georgia Tech. And Georgia Tech will play meaningful football next season. He's the type of person at his age that he could take Georgia Tech. You just lay out the – you lay it out there saying, you can make Georgia Tech as good a college for sports – for anybody that wants to come in here and play sports for years because – not only can you come in here and coach football, you can recruit really well. You can, you know, you can take Georgia Tech to places we haven't been in a long time. You put somebody in as your athletic director that you like for the current time. And then when you're done, if you want to take over like Tom Osborne did, by all means, you come over here and be athletic director. And I can see him flourishing in an athletic director's role. Well, and then also you look at it more than just a football standpoint. What a better spokesperson for your university than Deion Sanders. Right, exactly. That's my point. Like, he's the one that you send out to your big money donor dinners, yeah. and he's the keynote speaker because uh-huh. it's Coach Prime. Right. Like, guys, I'm telling you, if if they don't, it would have to be because Deion Sanders doesn't want to leave Jackson State. I don't give him the opportunity to say no for any other reason. I go with the Nick Saban, uh, the way they did Nick Saban. I go with the way that uh, USC did Lincoln Riley. What's it going to take to get you to be the next football coach at Georgia Tech? Where was he living prior to – I mean, was he living close to Florida State in Tallahassee? Or was he? Uh, where was he I living prior to taking the Jacksonville State job? I don't know. I, I, because I mean, if I'm he was in Atlanta, how he even wound up at Jackson State? That's funny. Yeah, yeah. Jackson State. Sorry, yes. But I mean, if he was living in Atlanta, <laughs> I mean, another 
another I would box be willing check. to bet he has a house in Atlanta. I would, I would bet you're I, right. I would think that Atlanta is probably near and dear to his heart. Um, I, I, you know, when we when we found out about that, like if, immediately, if it's not Deion Sanders, I think anything else would be looked at, and especially the way it sounds with their big money boosters, is going to be looked at as a failure. I think that's where the money wants to go. Yeah. The interesting side twist of this is we're only four or five weeks into the season. Right. So how does this play out? My guess is is they immediately go after the AD and 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 probably wait until after the season. Well, I mean, to try to find the coach. I think Jackson State's never going to let Georgia Tech talk to Dion during the season. Yeah. And I don't think Dion hopefully wouldn't do that. Yeah. Uh that's that that's bad business. Yeah. So my hope would be that you know there's feelers that are sent out. Hey, you know, I'm I'm guessing this is just a shot in the dark here that a booster for Georgia Tech knows somebody that knows somebody that knows Deion Sanders really well. There's no reason why they can't. I mean, Louisville put a guy in as athletic director that had no experience in Tyra, and he did pretty well uh, up until I think it was this year is his first year not being the athletic director there. He did pretty well. There's no reason why you can't put somebody in there that knows Prime, like you just said, and the assistant – and the office takes care of all the paperwork stuff. Right. You put people and and listen, we're in a very tumultuous time here. We need you just to stabilize things. Yeah. You're the figurehead. Doesn't hurt that you know Coach Prime. Well, and you may even look at one of the previous coaches that did have Georgia Tech or Georgia Tech uh stable. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh a la um the dude that was at uh, Wisconsin for all those years, uh, Barry Switzer. Yeah. No, not Barry Switzer. No, uh, yeah. Barry uh, Alvarez. Alvarez. Right. You know, when they made that change, they kind of brought him in and let him stabilize uh-huh. the he, situation. Yeah, he, he came back, right? Yeah. yeah. For just a he you was know, a couple, director. Yeah. Uh, for just a couple of years he, to get it balanced. Was that was that when was that when Bielema left and went to Arkansas or wherever he went in the SEC? I f- feel like it was around that time, yeah. And then, uh, and then they he had to like just stabilize, you know. Yeah. It's and and it's and it's one of those things, kind of like you brought up Tom Osborne. It's kind of like one of those things with Nebraska for Tom Osborne. It was always like, oh well, Coach Osborne's involved, so it's okay. Things are right. fine, right? No matter what's you know, no matter how bad the building's burning around us, Coach Osborne here is here, so it's okay. Yeah. But this is Georgia Tech, so you're kind of like, well, I don't. I don't remember any of the coaches at Georgia Tech. Right. I mean, well, I mean, uh, what was his name? Paul Johnson. Isn't that what I told you earlier? Yeah. That's the guy that you, the old guy that used to run the uh, used to run the triple option. They were Chan Gailey was there for a little while. I mean, okay, Chan Gailey I would mean, be a name. They were. I mean, they were. They weren't setting the world on fire, but I mean, they were going to win seven games. Yeah. All right. So we've talked about Nebraska the last few weeks. Wes is a huge fan. About <laughs> uh, you know, particularly on the. The thought of their legacy and stuff like that. Georgia Tech doesn't have that. They do not. No. They do not have the legacy that 
that Nebraska does. Which Sean and I both have agreed that we're not all in on this Georgia Tech hire. Right. Like we are Nebraska. Like we are I'm, all in on Nebraska. I'm vested in this Nebraska hire. I'm excited about where this Nebraska football team is going to go. I and want, they're going to fumble it just like they've done the last three. I don't three. think so. I want Nebraska. Yeah, I don't think so either because Trev Albert is, is is the difference maker here. I Trev mean, Albert hope did so. not hire Scott Frost. I understand that. Bill Moose did. Bill Moose also hired Fred Hoiberg. Yeah. Let's, I've read a little bit about Nebraska. I, we history. discussed it uh, in really, great depth. Yeah. I, really I mean, do we want to go back to Bob Devaney in 1962? <laughs> I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> We know our, our we know our Nebraska stuff, but basically five national titles. By the way, yeah. yeah, we I mean we've all three talked about it, but basically my stance at this point, after discussing all of their history and what has happened since 2013, and they well since they came into the Big Ten, In it 11th. has been a complete downhill slide. They yeah. went to well, the- when they fired Bo Pelini. It still was in a downhill slide at that point. Well, they played in one. They Bo played Pelini a, couldn't keep his head on his on his shoulders. That so. was one of his it, problems. Uh, Bo Pelini was he would pop off all the time, right? But Bo Pelini in in his two years did take uh, Nebraska, and I believe it was the year that Indomitian Sue was a Heisman finalist. Took them to the uh, right Big Ten title game. I remember that. Um, I mean, but that's around the same time that he had Levante date. Like there, there were some really good players come through Nebraska at that there time. Was. So uh, I don't know that they would have been able to sustain the way that Nebraska or the way that the Big Ten has gone. I think they would have stayed competitive. The, uh, they haven't been competitive. The thing I want to say, and because all these, uh, all of our listeners can look up their history and be like, "Oh, they were pretty good back in the day." The thing I want to say that I've told you all. They're Indiana basketball. They're never coming back. They're never going to be relevant again. Indiana basketball still was really good. Indiana basketball is still is, should still be a top ten, you know, destination school. They're not anymore. They're Husker not even good anymore. That's right. It's just not. It's not going to happen. They've lost their interest. Nebraska has. Nebraska fans have lost their interest. They're not going to come out of this, and especially hey, because they're in. And even being in the Big just, Ten, they should. They should be able to get back. You they're just not, need to let happen. Trev Alberts cook. That's no. all I'm saying. Just let Trev Alberts cook. Does he like the bite like Marv does? Maybe. Listen, Husker Nation, let's ride. I'm in on this. You're cursing them with that saying no, right there. No, I am in. I have they they are right behind Tampa Bay and the University of Kentucky in my fandom right now. <laughs> I am all in. Yeah, where's your confession? Fan? Tell us your confession. I have ordered a Nebraska Cornhuskers hat. Oh my I know you gosh. Have. And and with a big old It's corn. It's listen. I'm telling you, and mine's going to be on the order. Order. I almost bought a Nebraska sweatshirt. The they other day. got the juice. That get. That's what they need to go. Lumpy <laughs> bumps. They got the juice or something. I don't know. They say something about lumpy bumps. Big lump knobs. Big lump knobs. That's what it is. <laughs> they need to say we got big lump knobs. We got the juice now. Go listen, to Nebraska. Listen, I, we haven't told you yet. That that's our man trip next year. So we're going to go to Lincoln. Oh no, game. I'm out. No, you're going with us. I'm we out. already bought the ticket. That's fine. I'm driving. That's fine. <laughs> He's not driving. <laughs> oh, yeah, I will. If I'm going, I'm driving. <laughs> then I'm flying. <laughs> I'll meet you there. So, uh, so yeah, that's, I mean, that's the big difference. At at Georgia Tech, I'm going to be disappointed if they don't hire Deion Sanders. Yeah. 
after that, I could care less. I am completely bought in. Well, there's no bringing back Georgia Tech to a consistent top ten competing for a national championship type thing. It's like, well, that would be the first time in history if it happens. Right. Uh, So, I don't know. All right, so do we want to move on to our picks, or do we want the Wes's rankings of doom? Let's go with Wacky Wes. (laughs) All right, so we're moving on to week four. I've got my fingers crossed that I'm number one this week because I beat the snot out of the league this week. You're you not. did, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> not yet. It's all right. Me and old Spence, we we fight this week. Oh, okay then. Rain, the, the, it's the battle for the beans. That's right. <laughs> I'm missing something. So in week four. The hell's the battle for, for the, the beans? For the whole for hill, you hit the hill of beans, all the beans. Who fights the for beans? I don't know. It, it, it just it just kind of flew out of my mouth. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I said you up for it. <laughs> so, without further, well, I do. I do. I'm always going to start at number one. I'm not going to do it. Um, I think because Adam's not here, you ought to start at number ten. I can't start at number ten. We got to go. We got to go one to ten. I mean, you could start at five, go down to ten, and then bounce back up to one. Let's do back. even numbers and then come back up to the top and do odds. <laughs> Number one is still Spencer. He's got a pretty good team. Spencer, Number two is Sean. Sean's Sean. Sean put up a ton of points this week. Hey, just for just for the record, Adam had Spence right there in the palm of his hand. He did. Spence's team underperformed major this You're week. Right. And wet and and Adam just couldn't close the door. That's gonna hurt Adam too. Um, number three, Jared moves up. To number three because he's three and zero, and as we talked about before, some of these players on on paper should be better than they are, and he's got players that are just performing or maybe overperforming right now. So three and zero, Jared goes to number three. Number four, Jeff. As we said before, uh, two of the best quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts, is a man. Um, number five, Darren. Speaking before you go any further, did you see? The stats on Kyler Murray, he is four and eight as a starting quarterback when it is a double XP weekend for Call of Duty. Oh, was that this weekend? It was or was this, this last week? Yeah, this past weekend. He didn't I mean, run around is, like a toddler. Enough. This is a serious problem that they need to rectify. They're not going to. No, because they're going to continue making Call of Duty games. And you know what's going to happen? He's going to be out of the league. Well, I'm now Cliff Kingsbury is going to lose his job because of it. Right. Well, but and then it'll quickly follow up with him being out because there's no other coach that's going to put up with that. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, so number five was Darren. Number six is me. Don't move. And the reason I'm not the reason I'm above Trey is because I won this week and I had the same record as Trey now. And Trey is at number seven. And barely put up 100 points again this week. Yeah. Darren blames you for his bad performance this week. <laughs> do, we, do we want to tell Darren why he had such a bad performance? And then, of course, he had, you know, pl- he had to play me. So, number eight, Jesse moves up to number eight. The biggest move of the week is number nine. Ben moves out of the bottom. 
<laughs> which puts Adam <laughs> at number 10. If he hadn't quit before, he's definitely quit at this point. Uh, Wes, you talk about Wes, under you probably shouldn't be here next. You talk week. about <laughs> underperforming. His team is either hurt or underperforming. He's zero and three, and just like you said, he had the win in his in the palm of his hand, and all he had to do was call some people. Just say, "Hey guys, look, I need you all to just go ahead and win this game. Spencer is underperforming. We can make this happen." And the rest of his team crapped the bed. Yeah, yeah. number ten. Adam Muncy. I stopped it. I was videotaping that. <laughs> so I just got you talking about how bad it was, and I stopped it before you hit number 10. I mean, he has a really good team to be 0-3. You're right about that. And and it, this – I mean, he could be – he could be you a la 20 – was it 2020? He could, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> It'd be like 0-4 going like, I really like my team. I like my team. And then not lose another game. And he – and look – Rankings change. He's just not scoring a lot of points. And who? Somebody I mean, is, is. Somebody is under three hundred points. Was uh, that Jesse? Jesse is at three twenty eight. Yeah, and he has a win. Adam's not far behind. He's he. Adam has scored the second least points in. I mean, he's at you know ninth in points at four oh four. Um, but I mean, his team is not bad. You've got Aaron Rodgers. You've got well, that second quarterback's not very good. Who's his second quarterback? <laughs> Mitch. Yeah. Uh, then he's got Jonathan Taylor, underperform. Najee Harris, underperform. Devontae Adams, underperform. Debo Samuels, underperform. Allen Robinson, he needs to drop him. He's he's not come. Uh, he's not done what he was supposed to do. Yeah. Uh, Th- that all goes to that elbow issue. His man. best I'm player so far is Dallas Goddard. Yeah. You know, um, Tony Pollard. You know that was a good that was a good start for him. Uh, Jeff Wilson. Eh. He has Tony Pollard? Yes. He I has thought Tony. you had Tony Pollard or traded him to Trey. I traded him to Trey with with Zeke to get um And then did Trey Young trade Hoku. him to him? Do I? Did Trey trade him to Adam? I suppose so. Huh. Uh he got him in a trade for Debo. Debo and oh. Tony Pollard for Austin Eckler. And Nico Collins. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Um, but, I mean, you know, he had James Robinson on the bench. He played him the last two weeks. You know, he's got so – he does have a good – management skills is what earned him that 10 spot. Which he he earned won that if 10 he, spot. He would have won if he'd played James Robinson, wouldn't he? Because um, Robinson had like 28 points. Um, Let's go back and look at that. I got off of it just as you said that. Um, let's see here. That's what she said. Yeah, I was waiting for that. Um, so if he would have, if he would have started, no, I mean the lowest point thing that he could have taken out was, uh, Jeff Wilson. So he would have added another 11 points, but it still wouldn't have, I mean, got him, it would have got him 10, 10 points closer, but you know, it. He's got a good team. He's got good players. Let's yeah. say that. Have y'all ever you I'm have you seen uh, Hangover, right? The movie Hangover? Yeah. You've seen the scene where Bradley Cooper is standing out in the middle of the desert and they he's on we the phone. Up. Yeah. He, he goes, <laughs> Yeah. 
We have to. And it's like I saw one yesterday that it was Devontae Adams calling back to Green Bay going, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we have to. <laughs> it's like because they, I heard something earlier today that Devontae Adams and and Carr haven't won a game together since like 2013 or something like that because they take some ball all the way back to college. But so, but he's not even throwing him the ball. After watching the entire Green Bay game Sunday against Tampa, Green Bay looks entirely different with Devontae Adams on the field. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they beat Tampa to death, and Tampa has the stingiest defense in the league currently. Yeah. Our, our, our secondary is playing – out of their minds. So, Aaron Rodgers with a legitimate weapon like Devontae Adams is super scary. Um, I'll take um, I'll take Adams' spot here, and he'll say, well, they do have one. His name is Romeo Dobbs. Yeah, can't forget about uh, Christian Watson. <laughs> They're dogs. They're dogs. Yeah. Mercedes Lewis. Sorry, my beard continues to get in the way. <laughs> my glorious beard. By the way, Adam has not sent in his picks, so... I've got him. Oh! Why did you text him and ask? He uh, sent him to me. You didn't have him when we started an hour and four minutes ago. Well, he sent him to me about 45 minutes ago. Well, tell him we'd already started. We'd they already started, yeah. You can't well, stop I mean, a game mid thing. I'm taking it up with him right now. I'm going to text him right now as we speak, as you take us into the next section. So, coming off of last week's performance, the current standings, Adam has 19. And that's where he'll stay. <laughs> I moved up to second with 12 picks because I got five picks right this past weekend. Uh, Neil, you are at 11, and Wes has jumped to 9. So you got all five picks right, except for your underdog. my underdog pick, yep. That's pretty impressive. Yep. Yep. So, um, and uh, my underdog pick wasn't even close. <laughs> I think they scored a scrap touchdown at the end of the game, but they got killed. And Mel Tucker said that he was a horse crap Football coach. <laughs> My underdog pick crapped the bed. They had that game won. Washington State had that game won. Yeah. By the way, is that Charlie Ward's son that plays there? Uh, I don't know. Well, because his he's really Ward. good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's, but he's really good. I watched that game, and that was one of those great games that day. Let me tell you, Washington State owned that entire game. Entire game. Who would have thought? I mean, I think they punted the ball there at the end of the game. And then, I mean, Bo Nix looked really good that day. I turned it off. I didn't even realize Washington State scored to make it a three-point game. But it was like a second left in the game. You're like, well. Yeah. All right, so what's our uh, what's our games this week? Do it, do it. Okay, so um... – do we want to start with, let's see, let's do this. Let's start with Clemson, North Carolina State. Ow! I made the Wolfpack my uh, picks to win the ACC during our selection show. I got to ride with that Wolfpack, baby. Man, this is going to be a close one. The deciding factor is 
it's in Clemson. Uh, that's it. I mean, I think these two teams. I think it Did comes down. Did he just down, say the deciding factor is in Clemson? It's in Clemson. It's in Clemson. I, that doesn't it's, make sense to me. What does that mean? It's, it's decide, at Clemson. It's at. Clemson. Oh, that would have made more sense it's if we used in, the correct words. Is in Clemson. Well, the deciding I'm, factor is in Clemson. I think the majority of the people that listen to this, would I don't have understood think so. I, I don't think so. About. Take the Judy out your out your mouth and let's start talking English. Sorry, it is at Tiger Stadium. There we go. Death Valley. Well, I watched every moment of that Clemson-Wake Forest game the other day. Another reason why I did not get out of the chair on Saturday. Phenomenal day of college football. I almost got that one. You did. And I thought you had it. And then DJ Ukulele. Jerk. Played the best game of his Listen, life. You're right. That's I put DJ ukulele in the same breath as Mike Norvell. They both suck, and they're ruining my plans. <laughs> DJ played an incredible second half of football. I'm, well, I mean, he played good the whole game, but it's like every time Wake Forest would take the lead, he had an answer. Yeah. And they did that all the way through, and then the Clemson defense stepped up in overtime. I'm rolling with the Tigers again. That's another good game this weekend is going to be Wake Forest and Florida State. And then uh, Adam is also taking the Tigers. Did he respond to your call out? He has not yet. Okay. Well, I think he's still coaching. Oh, losers. Uh, Second game, Oklahoma State-Baylor. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm riding with them. Okay, State. Mascot not known. Cowboys. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I, <laughs> I was going to say Okies, and that didn't sound right. Well, what's surprising to me is, like, I'm pretty sure that Adam picked Oklahoma State to win the Big 12. But he's picking Baylor to win this game. I think you're right. Well, they could still win the Big 12. They could still be in the Big 12 because Oklahoma There's only choked one up last week. That's and, what she said. <laughs> and, and Baylor's already <laughs> lost one. Oklahoma State's the only one that's undefeated right now. And I think they stay that way. I'm rolling with the Cowboys. Pew, 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 pew. The college Cowboys, it is. Yeah, nobody rolls with the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys, no. What about you, Wes? Um, yeah, I'm going to roll the Cowboys, too. Um, it looks like there's a Sanders. It's Deion's son. It, 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 is it Deion? What? Yeah. It's not Deion's son. It's not Barry's son? No. I mean, usually when there's a Sanders and Oklahoma State. It's Deion's son. The quarterback? Really? Is Spencer it? Sanders. Yeah. No. From Denton, Texas. Yes. No. Hogan Morris. <laughs> You're so full of crap. Anyways, <laughs> Sanders and Oklahoma State go hand in hand, so I'm taking the Cowboys. All right. Adam, the only different pick on that one. That gives us a chance to make up a pick. Come on, Cowboys! <laughs> uh, UK Old Miss at Old Miss. Quite possibly the biggest game in Coach Stoops' illustrious 10-year one coaching career. True. It is. Him being ranked number seven in the country. Highest, highest ranking since 1977. I'm rolling with the Rebels. The you ca- wanted to go see this game. I did. 
Oh, because because <laughs> I wanted to go to because the, Oxford's because I wanted to go to unbelievable. Oxford. Yeah, of course they made it a twelve o'clock game, which blows. But whatever. I will say I saw the something old, about the old that Miss today. Helmets There's, look really cool. This yes, week. there was something about the bidding on these games this weekend is why that got pushed up to the twelve o'clock. It game. is because uh, the Big Ten because CBS lost the Big Ten. Um, no, ESPN lost the Big Ten um, contract, so all they've got is SEC games. So they spread out all the SEC games, and UK Ole Miss was the number three game they decided on the week. Yeah, and it and to put them on the right station, they had to be yeah. a twelve o'clock game. Yeah. And then uh, it's a stripe t- out too. Tennessee uh, LSU starts at eleven. Whoa! Yeah, or is they that were, it? Uh, at LSU might get rained out. Maybe hurricane down. Um, mm, I think they'll be all right. It's coming more Tampa area it up is. that way. I mean, they're still going to get some rain. What do you think, Wes? Kentucky has probably the best team that they've had since 77 or whenever they've got a good quarterback. Chris Rodriguez is coming back this week. They've got probably got the best collection of wide receivers they've had. They've had in, well, since I've been alive, that's at least 63 years. That's right. (laughs) Um, their defense is, uh, so 77 plus their defense is really good. The one to have all of these pros, and have a con of your offensive line, which is a big part. I think they can get it figured out like they did in Florida, and I think the Cats win by three. Okay. Adam is taking Old Miss as well, which well because you, Adam's never going to pick Kentucky. Yeah, you knew you knew that would that would happen. It could be Kentucky versus Grambling State. Yeah, and he's going to take Grambling State. Well. I think you kind of led to it there a little bit there, uh, Wes. The simple fact that Kentucky has already been road tested in in a tough spot with the swamp, right? And it pretty well dominated that game. The other good factor is that it is at noon. If it was at night and you gave the Ole Miss fans time to Juice up, up and yeah. get juice up and get out there and just be crazy at seven thirty yeah. at night, seven o'clock at night. Yeah, they don't get that chance. I mean, they'll they'll try. Yeah, but I mean, they're just going to walk in at noon, and be like, oh, "Yeah, I just got out of bed." Yeah, you know? no, I, 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 think ribs. I think you're right, and and I'm I'm going to roll with the Wildcats this weekend. Yeah, I, I I want to see I want to see Coach Stoops, you know, get this kind of win. This is a this is a big win for him. This is. This is a statement game for UK football. If they want, it, it to. is. But I think I would rather him roll into Knoxville in two weeks and beat Tennessee. Well, if they, I mean, if they do that, if they knock this one out, then that gives them a fighting chance against them too. If they can win this game, then if they can win this game, then their next, you know, you know, they should go into Knoxville at that point undefeated because they play South Carolina after that at home. They play Mississippi State after that at home. And then they'll and then they go to Knoxville. Three weeks. I said two. Um, you know, 
and 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 really at that point playing with house money. Because yes, Tennessee is Tennessee is undefeated, but Tennessee also still has to play Alabama. Tennessee plays LSU this week, and then they play Alabama. They're going to lose that game. So they should go in. The Cats win this. They go into win the next two games as they should. Go into uh, Tennessee undefeated, Tennessee with one loss. They're playing with house money. It doesn't matter if they lose that Tennessee game. They still go into Georgia playing for the SEC East. Does, uh, when does Georgia and Tennessee play? Or they haven't they haven't played yet, right? They will have to play though, right? They yes, play both in these. Yeah, all yeah. all the East they teams play, play right them. after us. The right after right after Kentucky Tennessee play Tennessee and Georgia play. Well, that's a that's a tough two weeks for Tennessee right there. Yeah, I mean they play sure. they play LSU this week. Yeah, we ten, Alabama next week. Then they have UT Martin. Then us. Then Georgia. That's a, that's a tough stretch. That's a tough stretch, and I mean, yeah. and Georgia's the last game could, of those four. I could see three losses in that stretch. Yeah, for Tennessee. Yeah, so I mean, Kentucky's. This is a yeah. game they have to win to be able to have that that game again, as yeah. they did two years ago, um, versus Georgia to win the SEC. Yeah, that's that's why I say this is a statement game this weekend. Yeah. Is. All right, so to the NFL, we have Jags and Eagles at Philadelphia. I think I'm gonna roll with Jacksonville. They looked really good Sunday, and I think who, who and that was, was at the Chargers. And who they, was it? Who was it that said that? I believe it was Adam that Jacksonville hired the right head coach. That was me. Was it you? Yeah. I think I you know, and we crapped on Doug Peterson a lot. We thought that was that that job was tailor made for Byron Leftwich. Yeah. They hired the right guy. They did because of the experience that he has with the quarterbacks. Trevor Lawrence played the best game of his career Sunday. He looked like a legitimate pro quarterback. They're running the ball with both both running backs well. Everybody made fun of them for signing Christian Kirk for $72 million, and he has looked like one of the best wide receivers in the league this Not year. Not only that, they signed Zay Jones, and he looks fantastic too. For the first time ever. Right. I mean, he's catching balls. That I mean, he's been non-existent on the Bills and the Raiders. Right. And he's playing very well there. Their defense is really good. Their defense really baffled Their the Chargers. Their defense kept them in games the last two years. I mean, yeah. you know, they've made some good picks on defense. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I'm rolling with you. I like the Jags in this week. And I, I like the Eagles. But I think that they can stop the Eagles running game, and it's gonna they're going to force Jalen to pass the ball and – we haven't seen that yet for them to force him to throw the ball the entire game. So I, I like the Jags. It's in Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts is a man. I'm taking the Eagles. Yeah. The other thing is you have to look at it is, is there's a certain head coach that's rolling back into Philadelphia with probably a giant chip on his shoulder like, hey, I want a Super Bowl for you, son of a guns, and then you fired me, you know? You didn't give me Jalen Hurts to 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 have. I could I could have played well with him too. Um, Adam right. also took the Eagles. Right, Carson Wentz. Yeah, you mean Carson Wentz? He's been traded seven times since I got fired. And you so, blame me? Yeah. Like, <laughs> the crazy part about it is, is the Colts fans are like, "Can we have Wentz back?" Right. I mean, 
and they thought they were getting an upgrade by getting an older quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Which brings us to our last pick, the or our last NFL pick, Titans Colts at Indy. The Colts upset. Uh, they had a they they had a big win this past week. Beat the Chiefs. Yeah, I think the Colts keep the momentum going. I think they're the most talented team. The Titans the Titans wide receivers are still suspect. Uh, Derrick Henry looks like he's lost a step. Uh, well, he he was pretty good Sunday. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to go with Indy. The Colts' defense is starting to figure it out. On paper, they would have they should have been a top five defense. Um, and it's taken them a couple of games for some odd reason to really get going. Um, Jonathan Taylor find his way, and they found somebody last week that they can rely on inside the twenty. If Jonathan Taylor can't push it, can't push it in, and that's Jahani Woods. That dude is what six, I mean, between him and Mo Alley Cox being out there like six six and six eight, how do you stop that? That dude is a one hit wonder. I guarantee you. No, he's a rookie, and I think he's going to be. It gives them another weapon, along with Pittman. Um, I think the Colts are going to pull it off. Yeah. Uh, Adam also took the Colts, so I'll just roll with the Titans. Try to gain a point because. They looked a lot better the other day. They did. Um, and Robert Woods seemed to have found his rhythm in the passing game. <laughs> Basically, it comes down to which quarterback is better in this game. Yeah, and I I, I, I give that edge to Tannehill a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, And now we've got the uh, underdog picks. I'll start this show. Fire flew from my fingertips as I rosin up my bo- – oh, sorry. I was uh, – <laughs> sorry, I got – Sidetracked. You're taking Georgia Tech then? I am not. No. I am actually taking in the Nebraska head coach (laughs) preview game. Kansas versus Iowa State. Rock, Chalk, Jayhawk. I'm going with the Jayhawks. I'm surprised that they're underdogs. Not by much. Three. Okay. Well, um, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say that Kansas State was a was a um, fluke last week, even though it was Oklahoma. It was a fluke, and I think Texas Tech is a better team. I'm taking Texas Tech to beat Kansas State. That was on my that was on my radar. Um, I did not realize that Kansas State is where former Nebraska quarterback Adrian Martinez wound up. He was there for like 17 years. Yeah, well, and he looked really good against Oklahoma. So, but I was close. That was a close. That was a close game. I thought about that one a lot. Um, Adam has taken West Virginia <laughs> over. It doesn't even matter who they're playing. I don't, it I don't matter. <laughs> no, no, I want to loser. Loser. Oh, they're playing Texas. Not happening. <laughs> Good luck. And. Uh, I am going to, after the strong performance last week, I'm going to get uh, take Wake Forest over Florida State. I was kind of surprised that Florida State was favored, but they are favored in that game. Must it, be at home. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So, what is it, two? Uh, maybe three or four. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty close. So. Oh, ESPN's got an FSU by seven. Is it already seven? 
Yeah. I mean, if I was a betting man, I'd <laughs> bet Wake. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, we can't bet in this state. This well, is true. You can't on prize picks. Hey, David Hale, can you get something, work it out there, up there in the in, – in Frankfurt, Ralph Alvarado, we're talking to you, Bubby. That's right. Pri- Prize Picks is a pretty good, pretty good little app. It's very useful. Andy Barr, you hear me? Hey, Prize Pick, did you hear that? You just got a shameless plug. Yeah, we enjoy playing your game. Yeah, send me twenty five dollars so I can spend it. We'll get our money. We'll have to get our money from you know the islands of of the Bahamas or the Caymans. W- with Cayman Islands or the, wherever that all that money's coming from. Yeah, for sure. Some Saudi prince. All right, well, wraps up another good show. Talked about a lot of good topics. I think so. Heard you serenade the crowd a couple of times. I mean, you know. That's what he does. <laughs> I got the, uh, uh, what does it say, lips of an angel? And then there's some song. <laughs> Did I make that up just now? <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I hate both of you all. <laughs> All right, well, guys, it's another great show. We'll see you guys next week. Stay safe, friends. The MoCo Four Horsemen would like to thank you for listening to From Corner to Corner. Be sure to go out and follow us on Twitter, on TikTok, on Facebook, Instagram, and even YouTube. Whatever podcast platform that you listen to us on, be sure to go out and give us a five-star review. Thanks as always, and we look forward to seeing you next week.